Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's Monday, March the 10th. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. Um, In this episode, we're going to recap Saturday, Sunday, and Monday's games. So when I first realized this, I was wondering, how am I doing three games? How long has it been since I've done a podcast? So I had to look back, and I actually did one on Saturday. But I did that one early in the morning, and this one here, it is 9.39 p.m. here in San Antonio. So there has been three games since the last podcast. So we are going to talk about those three games. Then we're going to talk about Altuve, Alex Bregman, Josh James, and Raymond Gujuan. Uh There is more. We will talk about more than that, but that's just the highlight part of the Astros news. So we'll get to all of this right after this message from our sponsor. We will be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, so we got three games to talk about. And just a disclaimer, I only watched Sunday's games. I don't know if the other ones were available to watch, But those are the only ones that I did watch. So Saturday, the Astros played the Cardinals, and they won 9-3. Colin McHugh with his second start, the first one after his uh, back injury when they took him out. Three hits, three runs. He had two strikeouts and no walks, and he gave up a home run. That is a 12.00 ERA. Not good for McHugh. Uh, He said his back was okay, uh, that he deals with it all the time, and A.J. Hinch was not uh, alarmed or he wasn't concerned. And I know when you start the game, you are facing tougher competition than the guys at the end of the game. I will admit that. However, uh, you shouldn't give up three runs in two innings. Uh, I'm not sure how to say this guy's name. Bialak. Uh, they actually, there was actually a story about him, and I skipped it because I couldn't figure out how to say this guy's name. But anyway, this guy, through three innings, he only gave up one hit, he had no runs, no strikeouts or walk, and his ERA is 129. So they had a story about him, how 
he how well he is shining and he is competing with first round draft picks and uh AJ Hinch said this guy definitely has a bright future with the Astros so keep an eye on his name I uh, can't remember his first name because I didn't write it down, just to be honest. Uh, Bialak. I think it's Brent. I don't know. Brent or Brett. But anyway, Raymond Goudouin. He throws an inning. No runs, no hits, and two strikeouts. His ERA is 360. Uh, offensively, George Springer went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Uh, Alidmas Diaz, 0 for 2 with a walk. Alex Bregman went 1 for 1 with a walk. Correa, one for three with an RBI. It's, it seems like Correa is starting to get RBIs every game. Uh, Reddick continues to stay hot at two for three with an RBI. Tyler White, 0 for three. And Stassi, 0 for two. Those are your Astros. And some of the minor league guys, Nick Tandaloo, one for three with a three-run homer. And Jack Mayfield, one for one with a walk. And his one hit was a two-run homer. So between those two guys, that is five of the nine runs scored by the Astros. A little bit more about that after we talk about Sunday's game. So this one I did watch. Uh, Washington 6, the Astros 4. This is my first look at Wade Miley. When I was watching the playoffs last year and he played for the Brewers, I did not see him pitch at all. I'm only familiar with him uh, pitching for the Orioles. So it was my first time seeing him. And the first thing you notice, if you haven't had a chance to watch him, is Wade Miley, Is he goes fast. He throws the pitch, they throw the ball back to him, gets on the rubber, winds up, throws it again. I've never seen anyone work that fast. Very fast. So he went three and two-thirds of an inning. He gave up four hits and two runs. He had a walk and two strikeouts. His ERA is 2.16. So what they did is uh, they were actually talking to A.J. Hinch. Uh, Julia Morales was talking to him. And he was saying that he wanted to get uh, Presley. He wanted to get him in the game. Instead of having a fresh inning, he wanted him to come in with a base runner on. So Miley had a runner on second. They They brought Presley in, and he did get that last out, but that he gave up two hits and one run. So the one he inherited from Miley came in, and he allowed another one himself. So... Not a great outing his first time they wanted to uh, test him with the runner on base. Uh, Not very good. But I'll tell you this. This is my, it's not a prediction or anything. It's my opinion. But uh, Ryan Presley is the best pitcher in our bullpen. And I will back that all year. And if you don't agree with me, then, you know, go to Astros Podcast and uh, tell me you don't agree with me. So Osuna came in, one inning, no runs, no hits, no strikeouts, no walks. His ERA is still 0-0-0. So let me pause real quick. This is one thing I've noticed so far this spring training, and I don't know 
if it's going to pick up when the season starts. But I have not heard one thing or read one thing about Osuna and his domestic abuse case. So has everyone forgot about it? Or is it spring training and no one cares yet? We'll find out. Also, I guess I'll find this out on uh, April the 7th. But I was wondering if they're going to sell Roberto Osuna jerseys or shirtsies. I don't know. And I can tell you this. I don't know if you're a Democrat or Republican or a conservative or a liberal, but the way the world is going now, I said this before, I would be scared to wear an Osuna jersey because I would be scared to get attacked. So you wear an Osuna jersey and one of those red Make America Great hat and you're just asking to get attacked. Uh, Hector Rondon, he pitched an inning. He gave up two hits and one run. He had two strikeouts. His ERA is 10.13. You remember the other day he did struggle. And I would say this is a struggle too if you give up uh, one run and two hits. He did get two strikeouts though. Offensively, Springer 0 for 3. Kemp 0 for 2. Bregman finally had a bad game 0 for 3. Michael Brantley 1 for 3. Correa 1 for 1 with a walk. Yuli 0 for 2. That's uh, probably one of the few times he got uh, zero hits this uh, spring training. Diaz 0 for 2. That's not a shocker. And Chirinos went 0 for 2. Jake Marisnik, he went 2 for 2. And his ERA is 304. So his ERA, his batting average is 304. So he's doing pretty good so far. So this is one thing that I noticed. And it's kind of a trend. And like I just said about a minute ago, the Astro players that start the game are facing a lot better pitchers than the guys at the end of the game. So there was the seventh inning and the ninth inning. And remember, this is the only game I watched. The seventh inning and the ninth inning, you have Tucker, Alvarez, and Toro. Batting in a row. And the two innings that they, the seventh and the ninth inning, they were tearing it up. So I wanted to share the seventh inning and the ninth inning with you. So the seventh inning, there's two outs, nobody on. Derek Fisher gets a single. Kyle Tucker comes in, gets a double, and Fisher scores. Alvarez comes in and gets a double, Tucker scores. Toro comes in and gets a double. Alvarez scores. And then Max Stassi flies out. So I I, uh, put on Twitter that uh, Max Stassi was a rally killer. So in the ninth inning, I think uh, I could have... I wanted to add Fisher to this combination of four, but I left it at a trio because he got out in this uh, ninth inning. But Tucker came up with one out, and he was hit by a pitch. Then Alvarez got a single, Toro got a single, and that brought in Tucker. So those three guys got on again, Toro got another RBI, and then Max Stassi comes up next, and he gets out, 
And then Degotti or Degotti, he gets out also. So you got some rallies going, and Max Stassi is killing them. And where's his stats at? I don't even know if I wrote them down. But more than likely, he went 0 for 2. I do not know. So I did watch the game, and like I said, my impression was that I was impressed with Miley. I think we're in good hands there. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's the greatest stuff in the world, but I liked what I saw. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. So anyway, the Astros lose that game. So Monday, the Astros played the Mets, and that was actually this afternoon. So the other day, they gave Brad Peacock the start, and he went three innings, and then Valdez pitched in relief later in the game for three innings. So this time they rotated it because they're both uh, battling for the fifth uh, starting spot in the rotation. And I had kind of pointed this out last time that it kind of wasn't fair for Peacock to get the start and I commented, maybe they'll switch him around the next time. And they did. Uh, so anyway, Valdez, uh, not a good showing. He did his three innings, six hits, three runs allowed. The only bright spot, he only had one walk. He had a strikeout. His ERA is sitting at 5.79. Will Harris came in for one inning. He gave up a hit, but no runs. ERA down to 11.57. Brad Peacock then came in. He threw three innings, three hits, no runs, and a strikeout. Uh, Brad Peacock, congratulations, you are the fifth starter. Unless there's some craziness, which I wouldn't be totally shocked that they want him in the bullpen. But I don't know. I thought if Val, even if Peacock outdoes Valdez, I think Valdez could have got it just because how important Peacock is in the bullpen. But the way Valdez is pitching, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this later, but I think he needs to go to uh, AAA and work a little more. Uh, J.D. Bukaskis, one inning, one hit, and two walks. So this guy loaded the bases, but three strikeouts. That is how you put yourself in a jam, and that is how you get yourself out. Bukaskis, 1.29 ERA, future Astro stud right there. Uh, Tony Kemp went one for three. He's hitting 300. Jake Marisnik, he went one for three. He's hitting 308. Yuli went one for three with an RBI. He's hitting 391. Brantley, two for two. He's hitting 333. Tyler White went 0 for 2, 174. And if you've been following me uh, the whole time, I'm not a Tyler White fan. And I don't know if you'll, you'll be able to pick that up later in the season. Uh, Josh Reddick, 1 for 2. He's hitting 438. Uh, Tanalu, he went 1 for 4 with a home run and two RBIs. So Tanalu hits a home run in two of the three games that I'm recapping, so I just wanted to point that out. And Max Dassey, 0 for 2, he's hitting 208. So Tuesday will be Justin Verlander against Strasburg. And uh, 
God, I almost said that guy's name wrong. But anyway, Verlander and Strasburg, they're playing Washington again. But you're gonna, you're, you know they're going to play a lot because they're sharing that stadium. So I just wanted to share these stat leaders with you real quick before we move on to page two. Uh, Josh Reddick is your uh, average leader at 438. I'm not counting Alex Bregman. Bregman has the highest average, but he's only batted like seven times. Nick Tantalou, he's your home run leader with four. And he's also your RBI leader with 12. Uh, Josh Reddick is also your leader in on-base percentage at 500. So, I just thought of something else to tell you, but while I was talking about that, I forgot. But while I said that, I just remembered. So real quick, I, I'm not sure how much doing good or doing bad in spring training matters. I know the pitchers, they're working on things, they're experimenting with things, and I think that affects them. I think they're working on stuff that they wouldn't do normally in a regular season game. So they're working on things that they want to bring with them into the season, and if they get them worked out, they'll bring them. If they don't, they probably won't. But I think that makes a difference. Also, a lot of the younger guys get a lot of at-bats. So I don't know if stats matter a lot. Last year, Kyle Tucker, he led spring training. I think he led all of spring training, or at least the Grapefruit League. 21 RBIs last year in spring training. Kyle Tucker, they called him up. He didn't do anything. Very disappointing. So don't put too much into spring training stats because they might not mean that much. So we'll see what happens. But with that said, I can't wait until the regular season starts. And we're not that far away. So anyway, let's get to page two. We'll be right back. Astros baseball. All right, so now let's get to uh, some Astro stuff. I'm going to start off with uh, Jose Altuve and his health. Uh, A.J. Hinch is not worried about Altuve's health. I told you last podcast on Saturday that he was supposed to start. And right when I published the podcast, I got an alert saying that he was scratched. So he did not play, and he hasn't played since. Um, Altuve only has 11 at-bats so far in spring training, but Hinch said most guys need 40 to 50 at-bats to get ready for the season, but Altuve does not. So what's wrong with Altuve? He has left side, not discomfort, that was last year, that was last year's word, Uh, left side soreness. So I don't know if this is something that if it was the regular season that he would be playing. I don't know if it's serious, but they're being cautious, but they can also be more on the cautious side 
because like Hinch said, Altuve doesn't need 40 or 50 at-bats. So perhaps if it was someone else, maybe they would be playing because they need to get ready for the season. So not sure. So the next one, this just came out today, and this was kind of surprising to me. Um, The Astros renewed Bregman's contract, but he was not happy. They're going to pay him $640,500, which is a $41,500 raise from last year. So this is your best player from last year. This is a top five MVP player. This is one of the best five players in the American League. And you reward him with a $41,000 raise. Now, I know he is still early in the contract where they decide what they should pay him. And we know that Carlos Correa got a million, so maybe that's what he was shooting for, but it does not say. It does not say what he was wanting. But when I read that, well, let me tell you what he said. So they offered him that money, and he wanted more. Like I said, I don't know what he wanted, but he was so mad that he told them to just just sign me for the minimum. And that sounds like something I would do. Like, hey, you think I deserve this and I want this. And if you're lowballing me and I know that I'm worth more, that's something I would do. Oh man, just give me the minimum. I don't, I don't care. So what he said, and I shortened this a little bit, He said he knows it's a business, and that is true. It's the way it is on every team. It happened to Blake Snell, and he is not happy either. But it's it's just the way it is. It's the way baseball is set up. The first three years, you don't make anything, and everybody knows that. The bad thing now is with the analytics, people aren't getting paid when they're 30. So think about that. Something needs to change. These guys need to get paid sooner. They need to get paid. So basically, not to get into it too much, but they're not getting paid what they're worth the first three years. And now what might be happening is they're not going to get paid when they get older. So there's no window for these guys to make money. Somehow the Players Association agreed to all this And this will probably all change soon. But anyway, let me go back. He said he knows it's a business, but I feel it wouldn't be good business. But wouldn't it be, I can't even read my own writing, wouldn't it be good business wanting a player who performed at a high level to be happy and to feel like the team wanted him to play there forever? So when I read this story, this is how I felt. I felt like this is a guy that we all know 
We all know he's number one priority. We have to sign this guy. We have to extend his contract. I know it's not time yet, but this is someone we want to keep. And he, I don't know if he's being a diva, but he feels like the Astros don't want him around forever. But you know they do. But they also don't want to spend the money now that they don't have to. So when I read this, I felt like I don't know what he asked for. But if they asked, if he asked for a million, just give it to him. It says here in the story that I read that Correa got a million and some other dude got a million and something else. A little bit over a million. And those are the two highest uh contracts pre-arbitration. So what he was asking for was one of the highest contracts ever, and maybe because uh, Correa got it, maybe he felt like he deserved it. But if I was the Astros owner, I would have gave him a million. I don't know what he was asking for. But if he was asking for a million, I would have gave it to him. What's another 400000 Especially if he's your best player on the team. I'd like to know your thoughts about this on Twitter at Astros Podcast. Tell me your opinion on this. I think they messed up. You don't want a guy like this mad at you. All right. Former Astro. I talked about this guy, Martin Machete Maldonado, on the last podcast that he had turned down a contract for the Astros or from the Astros two years, $12 million. He ended up signing with Kansas City, who I think their catcher is Salvador Perez. He has uh, he hurt his arm, and he just had Tommy John surgery. So they needed a catcher. Maldonado was there. He signed one year, two and a half million, plus one point four in uh, incentives. So I believe that is four point nine for one year, and the Astros offered him six. Per season, $12 million guaranteed. I think the guy messed up. He should have took it. Now he's playing for a sucky team, the Royals, and he could be playing for the best team. Or at least one of the best teams. I don't want to be too biased. So Josh James will throw his second live batting practice session on Tuesday, which is tomorrow. So this means he's getting closer to pitching in a game. And he should, it says in the story I read, should be able to appear in four games before the season starts. And I'm guessing that's enough. I don't know. But if it wasn't enough, it probably would have said something. So Hinch said Raymond Goudouin could get one of those Bullpen spots. And I think I said this on the last one. Pretty recently I said this. That I would take Gujuan, who throws about 96, over Valdez. For some reason, I just don't like a guy coming out of the bullpen throwing 88, 89 miles an hour and very little strikes. I don't like it. So there was news... I think it was yesterday, 
Adam Jones, one of the top-rated uh, free agents left out there, he signed with the Diamondbacks. So, at the beginning of the offseason, the Astros had seven players entering free agency. You have McCann, Morton, Marwin, and now Maldonado have all signed with someone. So I guess it pays off to have your name start with an M. And we still have Gaddis, Dallas Keuchel, and Tony Sitt are still out there, and they are still unsigned. I was thinking maybe the Astros should go out there and get Tony Sipp, but I don't know. Let's just give Gujuan or maybe maybe someone will get called up this year. That'll be awesome, and uh, we won't need a we won't need Sip. So anyway, last podcast I had asked you, and I already forgot the numbers. I think I had 16 reviews or, or something, and then I said two more. But now, the last time I checked, I'd been asking everyone, if you get a chance, if you listen to this on uh, Apple Podcast, give me a review or a rating. And uh, now I have 26, so I do appreciate it. However, someone gave me a 4 and took my rating from a 5 to a 4.5. Thank you for that 4. But anyway, I like honesty. Don't lie and don't sugarcoat it. Um, also, 11. What's the date? The 10th? So we're still plus 1. We have 11 entries for the March giveaway. And let me tell you this. I am not... I am... Let me see. What? How do I word this? I do not miss saying Jose Altuve Funko Pop figure for a month. I'm glad we're not giving that away. Any hat you want from Fanatics is the March giveaway. 11 people have entered so far. So don't forget, if you want to be a part of the show, you can download the Anchor app. I don't want to give them a free commercial, but download the Anchor app. Send in a message. This will be really fun when the season starts. You give your opinion on how the guys are doing, how the game went, if anything went wrong, and I'll play it. The more, I think the more you guys get uh, involved, I think the better it'll make it. But someone had left a message and they said they can't wait for the season to start. And I think I said this earlier, but I cannot either. So Astro at Astros Podcast, that's how you can find me on Twitter or at Rob Fontenot if you want to be in the giveaway. Also, I wanted to say this. Um, my wife is having surgery tomorrow. I don't want to get too personal, but I will not be doing podcast Tuesday or Wednesday. So we won't see you again till Thursday. I guess there could be a small chance there could be one Wednesday night. But uh, not sure it's going to happen. So anyway, so we might see you again next Thursday. So anyway, that is this episode. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. I really do appreciate it. Trust me, when I say I appreciate it, I really do. 
And uh, that's it, folks. We'll see you next time on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.